0: Greetings, salutations, and welcome to the China Guy podcast. We are back, finally coming to you from behind the Great Firewall in mainland China. To catch you guys up, my wife and I have officially made the move to northeast China's largest city, Shenyang. Northeast China is also known as Dongbei in Mandarin, which translates to east-north. Simple. Being pretty far north and close to Siberia, it is currently very, very cold in Shenyang. We've been here getting settled for almost a month, and only in the last week have temperatures climbed above the freezing point. Not too much snow, just very strong winds coming off the plains that bring in some biting cold fronts up the city streets. But never fear, the China guy doesn't mind bundling up a little, and I'm excited to bring you our first podcast from China. I thought I would give you guys a quick overview and history of Shenyang and the area first, and then we can dive into some Dongbei history in the next episode. So let's get it started. Depending on your criteria, Shenyang is either the largest or second-largest city in Dongbei, or northeast China. By total metropolitan population, Shenyang just barely beats out its northern rival of Harbin. Yet Harbin has the largest population in its official city jurisdiction. But for our own purposes, we are going to say Shenyang is the largest city in Dongbei. With an urban population of 6.1 million souls, Roughly the same size as Dallas-Fort Worth, Shenyang is no small town, yet it sees fewer visitors than larger Chinese metropolises like Beijing and Shanghai, leaving the city with a much more authentically Chinese vibe. Like the rest of northern China, Mandarin is the native dialect, yet is often spoken with a fascinating Dongbei accent. For example, a popular type of grilled meat in China is known as chuan in standard Mandarin, Yet in Shenyang, if you want some of those delicious spicy kebabs, you'll have to ask for chuar. See? Chuan. Chuar. That great little r sound pops up all the time in a typical Dongbei conversation. Shenyang is the capital of Liaoning province, the southernmost and, if you can believe it, the balmiest of Dongbei's three separate provinces. Further to the north, Jilin province is known for its hot springs and natural cave spas and some nice ski resorts. At the end of the line, bordering Siberia far to the north and inner Mongolia to the west, the province of Heilongjiang is as cold as it gets in China. These three provinces make up the region historically referred to as Manchuria, a stretch of land larger than the state of Texas that has a dramatic and fascinating history. A quick side note about naming conventions. As you can tell, there are a lot of different names for this area. Manchuria, Northeast China, Dongbei. I'm going to be sticking with Dongbei, however, because I think it keeps true to the Chinese heritage of the area and is more evocative than Northeast China. Manchuria is also a dated name for the area, and one given by Westerners. So for those reasons, we will be sticking with Dongbei from here on out. Other major cities in Dongbei include Dalian and Harbin. A coastal town south of Shenyang, Dalian is known as one of the most livable cities in China, with reduced pollution levels and nice beaches. Dalian is also trying to reinvent itself as a tech capital, using its proximity to Beijing and status as a trade port to boost its economy. The previously mentioned city of Harbin is the northernmost major city in China, and itself boasts a long Russian colonial history, with a strong Russian influence stamped onto the city to this day. In Harbin, you can eat some borscht, buy some Russian nesting dolls, and tour the largest Orthodox Christian church in Asia. Harbin is also home to the Harbin Snow and Ice Festival, held each year, that yours truly was able to visit a few weeks back. The Harbin Ice Festival is filled with ice sculptures ice buildings, an ice castle, slides, all sorts of crazy things. Like most of Dongbei itself, the festival was cold yet stunningly beautiful. Shenyang and the whole Dongbei region was once a major industrial center in China, which could explain why so many different nations, including Russia and Japan, have fought for it over the years. Yet in the 1980s and 90s, the economy in the region tanked and many factories closed, turning Dongbei into a rust belt. This has changed in Shenyang in the past decade, as there have been major revitalization efforts in the city, as well as an influx of foreign automakers interested in setting up plants. Today, Shenyang has recovered from those sluggish times and is once again one of China's major manufacturing cities. Other areas of Dongbei, like Harbin, have not fared so well, unfortunately. While not an international city, Shenyang does possess an interesting mix of nationalities. The proximity to the Korean peninsula has allowed for many Koreans to settle in Shenyang, giving rise to a large Koreatown full of Korean shops, restaurants, and bars. There are also many international students from Asia and Africa enrolled in the universities in Shenyang, and a number of North Americans and Brits working as English teachers. While small enough to maintain that Chinese feel, Shenyang does attract a sizable population of foreign workers. Dongbei has long been central to Chinese history, as many nomadic groups such as the Manchus have lived in Dongbei and attacked China throughout the years. Dongbei was seen as a wild frontier beyond the reaches of the central Chinese imperial government. At the height of the Ming Dynasty in the 17th century, a new era of Chinese history would be born on these cold northern plains. In 1625, the Manchu warlord Nurhaci captured the city of Shenyang, established it as the capital of his burgeoning empire, and renamed it, giving it the Manchu name Mukden. After beginning construction on his new palace, Nurhaci continued moving south in his conquest of the Ming dynasty. Once his conquest was complete, the Manchu general moved his capital to the Chinese heartland, abandoning his new palace in Shenyang for the larger model in Beijing. Yet Shenyang still retained importance in the new Qing dynasty as the spiritual center of the imperial family, and many royal treasures were housed in the Mukden Palace, while Qing emperors and their families were often buried in elaborate tomb complexes across Shenyang. Some of these tombs survive to this day, including the tomb to Nurhachi himself and a separate tomb to his successor, Huang Taiji. Each of these tomb complexes, as well as the Mukden Palace itself, have been declared UNESCO World Heritage Sites for their historic value. Not bad for a frontier town. The Qing Dynasty would last for centuries, and historians have filled bookshelves with the histories of this period. But like all empires and dynasties that came before, the Qing Dynasty would eventually crumble in the early 20th century. In 1914, a few years after this dissolution, Shenyang changed its name from Mukden back to Shenyang. The next few decades were volatile for the city and the region. Dongbei became a haven for warlordism in the power vacuum that ensued after the Qing collapse. And in 1931, things got even worse with the Mukden Incident, in which Dongbei history merges with Japanese history on the eve of World War II. The Mukden Incident as a prelude to war, on our next exciting installment of The China Guy. Thank you for listening. Zaijian.